This is Pete Moore. I want to tell you about a company that is going to change the entire recruiting in the Halo sector. The company's called GamePlan. We are GamePlan.com. What they do is they connect employer brands with D1, D2, D3 athletes across the country. They power the software that allows these employers to get in front of tens of thousands of athletes. If you watch the NCAA tournament, the hustle, grit, preparation, determination, and absolute desire to win embodies every athlete out there. Now you're gonna be able to put your brand in front of those athletes, start to get them to understand after their college career, they can get into the halo sector, go work at a studio, a health club, fitness equipment company, supplements, anything related to this industry, they can now parlay those skills and bring it into the sports and fitness industry that we are going to have the best athletes become the best employees and create the best companies. And that is the future of Halo. One, two, three, Halo. We are gameplan.com. Check it out. This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC. I have the pleasure of having Carolyn Fetters, Balanced Habits, coming in here from Palm Desert, a place I enjoy. And we are going to talk about the importance of nutrition and her company and the future of fuel in your body. So, Carolyn, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to uh, talk to a whole new audience. So I'm excited about everything that we're going to chat about going forward. All right, good. Our audience has been waiting for this for like 35 years. So I'm, I'm excited <laughs> that we're going to make nutrition part of the uh, the halo sector officially here with a rubber stamp. So why don't you talk about your background and, you know, how you got into nutrition and then, you know, how you've kind of been able to simplify, if you will, you know, people onboarding into a more healthier lifestyle. Okay, great. So my husband and I owned uh, three like private training gyms in um, Orange County, California. And we had a lot of clients that were, you know, getting great results from fitness, but they weren't really, you know, fulfilling what they could be doing. So we took our application of nutrition that we were working with all professional athletes at that time. And we turned it into something that we could kind of give to the general public. And in doing so, we learned how to scale it and how to make a customized nutrition program apply to as many people as needed. We figured if we could take an athlete and get them, you know, to 1% body fat or get ready for whatever performance they needed, you know, we could help the general public really simply. So that's what we did. And it became something that we became known for. It carried us through the, uh, the 2008 um, what was that? The, the crisis that we had financial and crisis, yeah. we financial. have a financial, we have a crisis every 10 years. We just don't know what, which one's going to be. Right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But it, it really was what put us on the map in, in our facilities and gave us a, a real good recognition for helping people on a really, um, valuable place because not everyone has to exercise, but everyone has to eat. And so we never included products. We only teach people how to eat real food and the right portions for them to reach whatever their goals happen to be. So fast forward many years, we became part of a fitness marketing company out of the East Coast. And they, you know, we would stand up and kind of present on, you know, what we were doing in our gyms and how we were, you know, re, you know, um, building revenue and nutrition mm -hmm. was so high up there in our revenue stream 
that they asked us, you know, hey, can you help us to do what you're doing? And so we decided to build the company Balanced Habits to service the fitness industry uh, in, the, in a meaningful way and, you know, kind of fill that void that is definitely there because fitness and nutrition, as we all know, go hand in hand. And yet, you know, for whatever reason, the fitness industry wasn't embracing that. And they were kind of farming out nutrition somewhere else. Right. So, so is your revenue model based on charging them either like a licensing fee or a programming fee, or is it actually drop shipping specific products to people? No, it's exactly right. So when we very first started, uh, it, it was the business model was a subscription model with a licensing model. And so we license our nutrition programming, but we oversee every participant in the program because to be legally compliant, the gyms would have to have a nutritionist or an RD. So you're actually, so, so you have somebody in the field that is onboarding a member onto your system. And then technically you're the certified nutritionist on their behalf. Exactly. And they just, they just service the programming, but they, you know, they, they don't create anything. It's, you know, if you remember back in the day and probably quite often now, you know, trainers or gym owners or handwriting nutrition programming one by one, which is not the way to scale anything. And you're not, you're not really creating, you know, consistent or meaningful revenue. So with our, with our program, we gave them the ability to do that and to build a whole new department of nutrition in their gym without having mm-hmm. to be the ones doing it themselves. Gotcha. Yeah. There's definitely been um, discussion about this in the industry for 20 plus years. And I think gyms either decided that from a liability standpoint, they weren't going to be a party to it. Um, there are obviously some ephedrine cases out there that kind of pushed them away from trainers making recommendations. Um, and then also like trying to secure their own certified nutritionist and have that person have enough work to do um, to justify having them as a, as a full-time employee. I felt like there was always this mismatch between, I'd love to do it, but I, I really don't know how. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's great to hear that you've kind of filled that, that, that part of the void how long do you have people on the nutrition program? And is this kind of like have the same churn rate, if you will, as, as a health club? Or do you see that, you know, once people get onboarded here, they reach a goal and they can do it themselves? Or like, hey, I'm like kind of been there conciliary on the nutrition for, you know, 24, 36 months. How, how's that kind of played out? Well, it, it depends. So we have different ways that you could be involved with Balanced Habits. So they have the ability to run a 28 day program, which is like a community event. It's a big money generator. It's a big rah, rah, giving people kind of the the understanding on what it would take to, to eat properly for themselves, but not too much education because 28 days, we can't really change someone. We can introduce the concept of change and what it will look like and feel like. But then at the end of that program, then we try to convert them over to a one-on-one program that's, you know, a three, a six, a 12-month long program where they're working one-on-one with a coach. And that's gotcha. that's where the true change occurs. The, the quick wins, the fast rah-rah stuff happens in that 28-day program for sure. But, you know you can't really change habits in 28 days. You can right. introduce, you can introduce the idea of it, but you know, to sustain, it's a whole different ballgame. And, and how do you, how do you actually manage these relationships? Do you have a, uh, you know, a, a bullpen, if you will, not a boiler room, because that would be more negative on the financial side. Um, but do you have a, uh, basically like a host of certified nutritionists that are in a location or do you kind of farm that out virtually? Yeah. And then they have their own kind of, 
client list they're responsible for? Yeah, so we created our our own certification program that's um, accredited through NASM. So when we onboard a location, they would put someone dedicated on their location through that process, and then they get certified. And then that person is the one who's responsible for working with all the clients. So one person could literally manage 75 people on that 28-day program with maybe the help of a front desk girl to, you know, check people in for a weekly weigh-in or something along those lines. But again, we're creating all the programming. They're just servicing it. So we have an app. So everyone will go through an app, but they go through it as the unique gym. So the gym feels like it's their group. You know, some some gyms, you know, balance habits is a big part of it. And some gyms, they they choose to make it feel as though it's their nutrition program. And that's fine. You know, whatever they're if they don't want to co-brand, that's totally fine. But, you know, many clubs like that. They like to have, you know, that authority of someone who's a, a nationwide nutrition company. It gives them more confidence. Gotcha. And, and are they um, using that in their marketing materials? aggressively or you is that something that that you feel like they're not doing enough of like putting nutrition kind of at the front of the door instead of hey we also do nutrition counseling yeah you know it's it's interesting i think the the smaller clubs probably do it more successfully than the bigger clubs they have more personal relationships with people so their marketing is different it's you know it's more you know, come, come to us. We'll take care of you on every level. Whereas the bigger clubs, they're looking to sell the membership. And then the nutrition is kind of an add on after that. Whereas the other clubs are bundling it together. Gotcha. So they get, you know, the clients are getting better results. Gotcha. Um, as you kind of see things moving more to the digital side, is there any conflict related to you going direct to consumer versus you being a program that is used in the bricks and mortar. And, and how do you think about that? And the reason why I ask is, you know, when Peloton as an example, acquired Precore, you know, then that kind of, you know, pre- prevented Precore, I think for the foreseeable future, selling product into the health club space because they view Peloton as a, a competitor. Um, do you feel like you have a broad enough umbrella to say, look, we want to help as many people as possible, whether you get them or we get them, uh, we just need to get everyone. And the more people that are on a healthy nutrition plan will turn into leads for you. At some point, maybe there's, you know, people in their zip code or their five mile radius. And you can, you know, say, do you want a membership to a health club? You know, we're going to push you to some of our balanced habit clients. Mm-hmm. How do you yeah, think no, about that? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And something the pandemic kind of you know, made happen for us where we had to pivot, you know, we had to recreate ourselves a little bit because we lost so much business as so many gyms closed. And so we really pumped up our business to consumer model, which we'd already been focusing on, but not as um, strongly as we are now because of the pandemic created Mm -hmm. more of a need to do that. So what we've done is we changed all of the program names that we offer. So Balance Habits Headquarters offers the same program, but with a different name so that we're not directly competing with our licensees. And then we also have a map on our website. So if someone wants to do a nutrition program, they come to our website, they can see if there's a location in their radius. And if there's not, then we will take care of that person. 
So that was always a little bit of a slippery slope and you're right for sure that that, you know, can be a little dicey, but mm-hmm. I think, I think we've worked it out the best that we can. And there's so many millions of people in the world that need our help, that that's really what we tell any licensee that has a problem with it. It's like, you know, we're just here to help people. And if they're not able to come to you, then we're going to help them. So is the, um, when you look at um, precision nutrition or Institute of Integrative uh, Nutrition, are they are those places where you would source certified nutritionists, or or is there are they kind of doing that on their own? I just want to maybe better understand like the nutrition segmentation, if you will. Uh, well, they're a little different. So PN, which I love, by the way, I love Dr. Berardi. Uh, it's as well as the other one that you mentioned, what's different about them is they're, they are direct to consumer. Also, they are looking for coaches. That's really what their whole business model is. Whereas I'm looking for a gym. I want to support a gym to have a new revenue stream and a new department of nutrition. So we're kind of coming at it from a little bit of a different angle. Uh, However, you know, at the end of the day, we're all in the fitness industry. And, you know, because I think we all understand that, fitness and nutrition, as we just said, go hand in hand, and it's just a void in the marketplace and in this industry. And there's no reason that you should outsource your nutrition services. You have this client that's coming to you with a goal. And it's these days, probably nine out of 10 people, it's a weight loss goal. Yeah. I mean, we've been talking about that for years that the you know health clubs have so many things going on inside of them that they kind of lost the, the marketing message, which is come here and change how you look, change how you feel. Um, and we'll put you on that journey. Um, and it's, it's going to be fun. So if you can kind of figure out the balance between weight loss and fun, um, you kind of have like your, your lead traffic script. And I think a lot of people have, you know, kind of said, Hey, all the, here's all the things going inside of my, my location that it, it, they like, um, they jump the shark on like, why, how do I get someone in here? You know, like what's, what's like the emotional or behavioral pull for me. Yeah. It's 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 interesting. I I just wrote an email regarding that exact thing. And I, and I showed a picture of one of our clients that we had, and it's a woman who lost, I don't know, a significant amount of weight, like over a hundred pounds. And she's standing both legs inside of one leg of her pants that I used that. to be. And then I had a picture on the side of it of a girl that looks already amazing in the gym. And I just said, which one is a more, you know, impactful message, you know, to get someone to come to your gym, because who can relate to the girl on the machine? Not very many people, but a lot of people can relate to that gal in the jeans. So it's a, it's a, it's a different message for sure. And it's a whole new way to market yourself. Where, yeah, great. where more people need to lose weight than wants to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. And then from a standpoint of whether it's supplements or whether it's uh, gummy bear vitamins or, you know, protein powders, um, how you kind of integrate that into your nutrition plan? Is it based on, you know, some kind of body um, composition? You talked about the 1% body fat for an athlete wish I woke up one day and that's actually what my body fat was, but that's not going to happen probably. Anyway, enough about me. How does it work with you? And you're looking at, okay, here's like what get, what'll get somebody a weight loss. And here's what'll get them into like an athletic, you know, um, either adding proteins or, you know, like multivitamins and things of that nature. 
Mm-hmm. So we we recognize that not every gym had, you know, like a, a stiku or a ba- an apparatus to measure body fat. So my husband and I created an algorithm and it's all based on circumference measurements. And so based on the circumference measurements, we got them as close as we could get to a skin dex. So a skin dex is probably one of the best ways to read a body fat mm-hmm. uh, percentage. And, and what we do from that is we establish every person that goes through our system, lean body mass, pounds of stored fat, accessible fat calories. We look at how active they are, their age, their current eating. I mean, there's like 13 metrics uh-huh. that, we, that we consider. And one of those is their goal. And if they want to put on size or they want, you know, like maybe it's a high school athlete who has to gain muscle over the summer for football. I'll get my nephew into that, by the way. Or or if it's, you know, the average person who wants to lose weight, we're able to create a program based on all of that. And then there's a reporting system that every time the person checks in, we can give them a comparison report so they can see what's happening, which is what no one has ever done before. The diet industry just says, oh, you're losing weight on a scale, you're successful. But they're not taking into consideration what type of weight that the person's losing and what's really happening to their body composition. So that's where the fitness industry has an advantage because we get to educate people that that's so much more important. Yeah, I mean, muscle weighs more than fat, right? But I think when someone's going through a weight loss program, nobody really tells them that and they get frustrated. It's actually, no, you're in the right direction here. Yeah, well, that, that's that's a great thing that you just said. So muscle and fat are the same, right? A pound of lead and a pound of feathers are the same, but a pound of feathers looks like, you know, a giant thing in a room, whereas a pound of of muscle, you know, or lead is like a, a fist. Right. So it, it's teaching people about what that looks like visually and mm-hmm. not being so hung up on what the scale says, but understanding, you know, what is happening to your body composition. Like if you're gaining lean mass, if you're gaining muscle, you're in a much better position than you were, you know, when you were on that diet program and you were sacrificing muscle and, you know, hurting yourself. Yeah. Gotcha. So in closing here, do you have any, uh, either business quotes or personal quotes through the years that you and your husband kind of either live by or, you know, when you go through these different crises and you have to pivot the business, um, you know, anything that you guys think about, or it's like, uh, it comes out of Carol's mouth all the time when good things or bad things are happening. Uh, well, we have a few of them, obviously over 30 years of being in this industry, we have quite a few, but I think the main thing that we try to get people to understand is that, um, there's no bad foods. There's only bad portion sizes. That's one that we say a lot. And that's hard for some people, you know, that are in the fitness industry. They're like, that's not true. But, but, you know, at the end of the day, we have to help people to live in a lifestyle that works for them. And just because, you know, it worked for the trainer who is, you know, now whatever looks the way that they look, it doesn't mean it's something that the average person can do. So it's about just giving people opportunity to learn and some people care and some people don't. And, and, you know, and we just want to be there to support them. I've lost two of my siblings of my four siblings um, in their fifties from obesity related diseases. And my mom's obese and my dad died of heart disease. And I just realized that there is just a real need. So we don't put as much emphasis on weight loss. We put more emphasis on health. And the, and now because of the pandemic, one of the beautiful things that came from it is people are a lot more aware of their health and a lot more, um, you know, uh, open to doing something for their health where they weren't before they were kind of wait, waiting until they broke down and then they, you know, went and sought help. But 
we, you know, we are trying to change that narrative and we hope to be a part of that, you know, so we don't know where the company is going to go. You know, we have so many places to go. We could Mm -hmm. totally explore the business to consumer. It's a much bigger world uh, than just the fitness industry. But, you know, our goal was to give fitness businesses a new revenue stream. And, you know, and now we've had to kind of tweak what we've been doing. So we have so many options and that's exciting. So. That's great. Well, well, I'm glad we connected. Thanks for everything you and your husband are doing for the industry at large, um, as well as your full team. Um, There's definitely a a continued need for what you're doing. And I hope this podcast gets some of our listeners to uh, to hit a timeout button and um, implement this into their strategy, because at the end of the day, it leads to better results and better results sells more memberships and helps more people. So Thank you for your service and uh, look forward to seeing you uh, in person at some point. Hopefully when I'm at 1% body fat, I'll see you. <laughs> well, if you come out to Palm Desert, make sure you say hello. I will definitely do that. All, All right, right. Take thank care. Thank you for your time. Take you care. Likewise. Bye. Bye.